the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good morning, everybody. Peter Boyle's in for another day off for George Brockler, 710 KNUS. We are Denver's talk station. Good to have you here. 710 KNUS Weather Center. Weather, 52 the high today tomorrow. I'll be back here tomorrow morning at 9, 58 degrees. And on Sunday, 60 degrees in the city. 710 KNUS, the lines are wide open, and we're going to do this. This question, I think, is so significant. We talked about it before the show began. Uh, Billy and I, the, the world is turning against Israel. Why? If it is true, and it is true, why? And also goes with that, again, the rise of this anti-Semitic act, or a series of anti-Semitic attacks in the United States of America. So the world's turning against Israel. Watch. By the way, this is the 70th. Today marks the 70th day of this war. And the idea of putting a, a, a number on the end, which I think, you one, you can't do. Uh, number two, it ends when they end or if they end. And the other part of it is, what what is the war aim? Uh, successful wars must have aims. Uh, just to give you an idea, I did some roundup stuff last night. A court in the Netherlands is going to rule today whether or not the Dutch government needs to stop supplying F-35 fighter jets, fighter jet parts, pardon me, to Israel. Um, Benjamin Reese, a 51-year-old male middle school teacher in the U.S., arrested last week after he threatens to behead a Muslim child who's offended by the Israeli flag. Um, German authorities said Thursday that they have arrested four people in part of this another terror plot linked to Hamas, and they're plotting to attack Jewish sites in Europe. Uh, wartime opinion polls amongst Palestinians, Billy and I were talking about this, overwhelming support for Hamas. Uh, overnight Israeli attacks, and we read the news and looked at the news, but um, Joe Biden has jumped into this. I got some Biden quotes where Joe Biden is telling the Israelis how to run their war. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday, the, the president said, I read it to you, said this on Tuesday, I apologize, that Israel is losing support over its indiscriminate bombing of Gaza and then Benjamin Netanyahu should change, exposing, again, these relationships between the U.S. and Israel. Biden's remarks uh, made to donors to his 2024 re-election campaign. You know, Joe Biden said, Israel's security can rest uh, can rest in the United States. Well, on the other hand, he says what he says before that, and he's telling he's telling Netanyahu that they must change. And the subheadline was Israel losing global support. And again, that question that I've used for so many years in this business: What are we watching happen? What are you watching happen? Um, the Reports in this country on the rise of anti-Semitic activities after October the 7th are incredible. More than 2,000 incidences have re- been reported in our country 
since the Hamas massacre in the uh, and it's a 337 percent increase. 303-696-1971. Why? Uh, the world is turning against Israel's war in Gaza. And many, many people, I think a lot of people in this country don't understand why. Or why, I guess is my question to you. Why? 303-696-1971. The perspective in the Arab world, if you read Al Jazeera, is quite different. The perspective in Europe is somewhat different. And in this country, I, I can't get a read on, I couldn't find any numbers, maybe Billy can, um, on showing where the support for Israel is in our nation today. So, first of all, good morning. George is off. I'm Peter Boyles. I get to come back in here and do do the job. 303-696-1971. There's nobody on the lines, and so get ready. It's it's going to it'll be banked up here pretty soon. So if you have something to say, you make sure you want to get in. The world is turning against the state of Israel. And but along with that, the attacks on and Jews around the world. And that part of it is, you know, it raises its ugly head again. And I've been I since I've had the chance to come in and work, I did get the opportunity as everyone did to watch the heads of those Ivy League schools. They were stumped. And watching people who come come out of this, and you would think that, and this is what's made this great switch, Ivy League schools were at one time the bastion of uh, radiliberal thought. And particularly in the 60s, uh, people like Herbert Marcuse and others who were teaching radicalizes education against the war in Southeast Asia, against Lyndon Johnson, against Richard Nixon. And, okay, so this is a total, well, is it a total switch? I, I certainly believe it is. But now, looking at those three women, and some of them are now gone, but not being, not even, and they're heads of Ivy League universities, simply unable to give a a clear, a clear answer to, and Part of that is, and I, I think from some other reading I did, they have to go back and face faculty. They have to go back and face student bodies that have already been radicalized in terms of the state of Israel or the war or the perspective in the Middle East crisis. So 303-696-1971. Dick Wadhams is coming up on the radio show this morning. That letter that Dave Williams sent out about Christy Burton Brown. And I'll also bounce off his thoughts about Rudolph Giuliani. I follow that quite close. I've many, many times, you know, you watch this uh, Giuliani in his his performances, and after all of his talk, and again, we've talked about this many times. All these guys somehow can't wait to get into court. I can't wait to get into court. Really? Well, it's going to be a lot of that's going to be happening here locally as well. I can't wait. Okay, let's see what happens when uh, when the Turk comes. But Giuliani in the street, uh, the day before he's to testify and what they did to those two, those two poor women, I can't wait to get on the stand. I can't wait to do this. I'll t- and he, he bombs, bombs them again outside the courthouse. Yesterday comes, Giuliani pulls out. And it's only a, I think it's a question of time that Giuliani will, will also join the Kraken and Jenna Ellis and as they all start to roll over about about Donald Trump. 
but we'll see what happens. Giuliani is a, a sad case. And one time America's mayor, and now he's a, I don't know, he's a, he's a caricature of himself. And someone once said that they'll find him in a hotel room. That, you know, the housekeepers will come and open the door and he'll be in there. He's, he'll be gone. And I, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind he's clearly alcoholic. But, it's, again, as we know about recoing, and we can talk about this as well, whoever makes the first deal first gets the best deal. And that was Jenna Ellis. No, excuse me, that was uh, the Kraken, Sidney Powell. She rolled first. She has, I'm sure she has good legal advice. And so she gets the best deal. And I think probably the next, well, it's hard to know uh, who gets the, the best deal. But it looks like Jenna got it. Or Peter, once again, looks like the Kraken got the best deal. And you got to think those guys like John Eastman, they're out there. They're thinking about it. Um, Eastman, of course, waiting for some time for the uh, California board uh, that's, that governs the Bar Association to say, this is what we're going to do with you. And he's already been part of a RICO count in Atlanta. And these guys are going to play. Let's make a deal. It's like organized crime. Sammy Gravano, the bull, the bull killed well, 18, 19 people, but he made, he made the RICO deal. And so, 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 so will the rest. So watching this stuff, we can, you can drop into that if you want. But this is day 70. This is day 70. I go back to October 7th. And it begins. But again, how many people can do the, the why? How does, how does this end? The Israelis can't stay. You become a, I mean, you, 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 apparently you could stay, but you can't. You can't stay. And it looks like the Palestinians on the West Bank are turning against Mahmoud um, that he, because it, apparently he's holding, and that's more the brotherhood, but they're holding out uh, against, well, they, they want, I think they, on West Bank Palestinians, sounds to me, want in. So what a cabal. And you look at what's going on in the world, what people are saying. Then our very own Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden saying that Netanyahu must change. And his subheadline was Israel is losing global support. So I ask you why. Uh, Biden, uh, you know, I, again, he's so unpredictable because he says something that will contradict something the next day. But Biden has been telling, he said he's been telling Netanyahu um, to change. How do you change? How do you make a change? And, and what is the war aim? You can't pound them into the ground. And Bill, we got lights. So protesters in the United States have organized demonstrations for a ceasefire in Gaza. And uh, right across, I guess, a number of major cities, Says, oh, somebody's on the line already. I apologize. Folks are on the phones already. 52 will be the high today, 58 on Saturday. Let's begin. We have a line open. This is Ralph. Ralph, you're first out of the box. Good morning. Thank you. Well, good morning. Good morning, sir. Peter, the, the question is, writ small, writ large. Writ small, we've done away with the death penalty. Writ large, we've done away with waging real war on an international scale. 
think about the wars the United States has won. Think about the wars the United States has lost. The wars that we fought as a total war, we won. Problem with Israel is it wants to fight a total war in a world that doesn't accept total war anymore. Well, with there is something called, and I'm sure you've called before, and I, I know you're ahead of the game, but there is something called wars of national liberation, um, so-called third world, and nobody, the French, the Japanese, nobody could beat those Southeast Asians. They were determined. And when you get in that situation, if you read Gap and you read what these guys were saying, Mao was saying it, that we don't have to win, we just we just can't lose. And so whether it's the British in Kenya, the British in Ireland, uh, the United States in Afghanistan, the Soviets in Afghanistan, the British in Afghanistan, the Russians in Afghanistan, uh, not the Soviets, but Russians at the time of the Romanovs. And in those protracted third world guerrilla fights, the, the, the colonizer, the major power, inevitably will lose. And that's why I ask, do you think that the Israelis can actually stay? And what is the war aim of, uh, of Netanyahu? Peter, I don't want to get into a fight with you. That's okay. But that is, that is a very, historically speaking, nearsighted view. Well, it's the truth, though. No, no. There have been wars of national liberation going back to the dawn of time. No, no, I understand that, but I'm talking about post-World War II. Precisely my point. Well, show, Precisely me, my show, point. Me, show me where the colonial state we, is. Well, the colonials have all given up I know to that. international pressure. No, they many times no. they got booted out on their, on their rear ends. They got booted out because they didn't do what some of their generals wanted to do. Which was why? And I can, get, I can give you chapter and verse. Well, I'll, go with, I'll go with my war, Vietnam, LeMay. Ooh. If we kill enough of them, they'll quit fighting. I, that's what he said about the Japanese. No. I'm just finishing a book that LeMay also no, said. He, well, no, he said if we, if we bomb and burn enough of them, they'll surrender. I, I, you're right, though. I did misquote him on Vietnam. Yeah. If we kill enough of them, they'll quit coming, being coming from the north to the south. But And the question basically is, if you look at where there have been, quote, wars of national liberation, and let's take Masada mm-hmm. in Palestine as an example. That was a Jewish war of national liberation against the Roman Empire. Yes. They lost. And what happened? They all died. Well, they got exterminated is, is the bottom line on it. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. And that all, 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 the only point I'm making is if you're going to say that we have to fight by rules that say no one can exterminate anyone else. Ralph, I'm not saying then that. Then of course they win. Ralph, I'm not saying that. First of all, the Roman Empire eventually just goes home to re- be replaced by another empire, to be replaced by the Ottomans, to re- be replaced by the British. That part of the world, um, a.k.a. the Middle East. And you know why, and this is interesting from my reading, do you know why we say the Middle East? No. I, this is, it's from Levant, the— Levant, I thought it was. It's, it's what? No. Levant. It, no, it's com- the old term. No, it comes from 
the British Empire, the colonial empire, the, uh-huh. the, the Near okay. East, the Middle gotcha. East, and the Far East. We still use mm-hmm. the terms of the imperial British, um, well, their military, their, their colonials, their, their home, but the, the Near East, and then here's the Middle East, and then the Far East. And so we still use British colonial terms to describe that part of the world. And everybody goes home. That's that, you know, the Afghan perspective. And so I, you're, I love your calls. And so how, how does this end? And successful wars have aims, by the way. If you ask Lyndon Johnson what his war aim was in Southeast Asia, he couldn't give it to you. Same thing with Nixon. That's why when we lose Kissinger recently, Kissinger wa- wasn't who he was being portrayed. Um, but same thing that happened in Iraq, same thing that happened. Uh, Afghanistan is my perfect model. Everybody that goes into Afghanistan leaves. Um, so how does this, Ralph, I love your, like I said, I love your mind. How does this end? Because I don't think it does. Well, it doesn't. What happens is, and, and the same thing is going to happen in uh, Ukraine, different way, but it's going to be a eventual ceasefire in place. Uh, tough for all the grunts that got killed. But fundamentally, Hamas will still have a toehold in the Middle East. Always. More, po- more, still- more popular now than ever before. Palestinian. The Absolutely. Rise, um, they're 90%. 90% of Palestinians support Hamas. Oh, yeah. Well, but the thing about it, George, is look, what you're doing is you're saying to pick, pick whatever the <clears throat> occupier is, don't fight a total war. Fight a limited war. Don't blow hell really blow hell out of Gaza, but try not to kill too many civilians. Yeah, well, a little, little too you're late. Tie, yeah. you're tying, well, yeah, I know, but you're tying the occupying forces' hands behind its back. That you either have a goal that says total victory, or you have a goal that says, well, eventually we're going to reach a political solution. I'm not so sure. I, I'm uh, finishing this, well, there's a new book on the Cold War that's really lengthy. I'm taking my time with it. But they make the mm-hmm. point that during the time of the Nazis, their way of controlling a, an overrun country was to exterminate. The British played another role. You know, the multinationals yet play another role. And But I, what I'm watching right now, and this is my, again, there has to be an end game. That's what makes Kissinger in many ways so despicable about the end of Southeast Asia. But they also knew that it was, it, it was a, at that point, a lost cause. Same thing happens to Bush and Cheney. They lie their way into Iraq. And how do you get out of that? So how does, how does the Israelis or Netanyahu, if he's still on the job, how do you end this? And this, these, these aren't the Germans in 1945. No, but you wait. And, well, how shall I say? How do you end this the same way it's going to end yeah. in the Ukraine? It's when the, uh, how shall I say, the economics and politics of continuing to support a limited war dry up. See, but 
I once again, I differ because Ukraine is a nation state. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Hear me. Understand. I, I use that as an example. I'm saying it's going to be the old traditional uh, ceasefire in place. There's not going to be there's not going to be an elimination of Iran by of Ukraine by the Russians. No, because it's always but, been again historically before the time of the Romanovs, Russians and Ukrainians have clashed, and it's mm-hmm. one of those traditional, I hate you, you hate me's. But there's a another factor in this. It was the NATO factor. There's Putin, but it's a nation state. And Agreed. Hamas, no question. No yeah, question. Hamas or the rest were not. Take a last comment. I'm. This is a wonderful call. Great way to start the show. Last comment, okay. if you would. Yeah, if you would. Let, me, let me go with Ukraine. Yes, you are correct. They have been at each other's throats. But also, look at the demographic line in what we call Ukraine. And put on one side of the line, the people who are predominantly Russian. And put on the other side of the line the ones who are Ukrainian. They are mixed along that current border, or how shall I say, more or less along the current dividing line between the armed forces. That's where the ceasefire line is going to end up being. We will see, because I had this conversation with somebody a couple days ago, really good conversation. This, 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 what we're watching in Ukraine right now, a lot of it goes back to wanting to join NATO and move NATO forces, which was exactly what Jack Kennedy saw in Cuba. Um, it, they're on our back door. And if you know any, all the Russian leaders from Peter the Great, certainly to Stalin and to Khrushchev, that fear. And one of the things that Joseph Stalin said, I'm talking about the Germans, and it's at Potsdam. And Harry Truman's meeting him for the first time. And, and, and they're talking about what we should do to the nation state. And um, and Stalin says, twice in my lifetime, they've come for us. Let them unify, let them rearm, and they will be back at our throats again. The, the Germans. And, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. So the Ukrainians have been through the eyes of the old Soviet Union or through the eyes of, you know, Peter the Great, or I mean, it doesn't matter. They've seen them as who they are and Ukrainians have seen Russians who they are. Last comment, if you would. No, I, you are absolutely right. And that, that's the thing that you, you, you have the eventual line of ceasefire. I call it ceasefire. Yeah. They'll call it something more politically correct. But you have the ultimate line of ceasefire, again, more or less following the demographics, even if you have oh. to have people move from north to south like they did in Vietnam. Sure. No, I mean, every, you. everything you say is, you know, history, again, repeats itself. I love your calls, Ralph, and I listen to you every once in a while on other shows, man. You are, someday we meet, you're the man. Thanks for your time. All right, everybody. You too. All right, 303-696-1971. Uh, to the wall, email or flying, according to Max Boot. I've read Max Boot. Rebel insurgencies cannot succeed without outside support. Hamas cannot succeed Without Iran, of course, this doesn't end. But Netanyahu clearly uh, stated the war aim is destroying destroy Hamas and control Gaza. Um, Huntington was right. Islam is the conflict on all it, it all in, excuse me international borders. 
you can't stay. That's the other part of where, where this is. And I, I haven't been able to define um, a war aim other than we're gonna, we are going to destroy them. And it doesn't end good. 52 will be the high. Billy Thorpe, Peter Boyles, uh, 710 KNUS. Thank you. Morning again, everyone. It is the December 15th edition, 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles, in for George. I'll be back here tomorrow morning on Saturday at 9. It's Friday morning, the 15th of December. 52 will be the high. 58 on Saturday, Sunday, 60 degrees. 303-696-1971. I think all lines are open. We have people on the lines, and we hit a spot break, and people drop off. I know it's early in the morning. If you'd like to come back, 303-696-1971. We are talking about the world turning against Israel, including the president of the United States, Joe Biden. And, and Biden is doing it in this very Joe Biden-esque way. But the um, international outcry, someone once or someone has written about four or five days ago, it's, they're now talking about the death toll in Gaza. And Joe Biden said uh, yesterday, in fact, that he wants the Israelis to focus on saving civilian lives. And back to the last caller, you know, how, how must one do that? And Benjamin Netanyahu said he told U.S. Security Advisor Jake Sullivan that Israel will continue its fight against Hamas, and this is the war aim, until absolute victory. Well, what does that look like? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Historians go, no, you you don't get to do this. And really good military leaders demand a war aim. If you know what happened during Bush's invasions, that a lot of full colonels and once, you know, brigadier generals, major generals, other civilians in the defense department would go in and tell, tell Rumsfeld, tell many of those men that were in charge of that brain trust with George Bush, you can't do this. Well, what happened to them? Well, they lost their jobs. And when you get in a room with somebody and nobody wants to listen to someone saying it's wrong, then you're in trouble. Um, about half of the air-to-ground munitions that Israel has used in Gaza have been unguided, Other, I'm reading this, otherwise known as dumb bombs. And there's this whole thing about Willie, about Willie Pete, about um, phosphorus. And CNN has given... Uh, and again, you know, you watch all these different guys. You can watch English Al Jazeera. You can watch ABC, NBC. You can get on the internet and do a lot of reading. But I watch this. So, how does it? This is the seventieth day of the war. And how does this end? What 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 does an end look like? Remember, if you can't give a war aim. Uh, then you really, there's many, many great, brilliant historians say, then you should not go to war. FDR had a clear vision. It was before, you know, two days go by and the Germans declare war on the United States, but it was the destruction of the empire of Japan. Mr. Lincoln's war aim was what? Keep the nation, keep the country unified. And, you know, slavery was somewhere down the list for Abraham Lincoln, but, but the unification of the country. That was his war aim. It was successful. Uh, World War I had really no aim, and look what came out of it. And you look again and again and again. What is the war aim for the Israelis? 
and this, this this launch of destroy Hamas. Hamas is uh, how can it be destroyed? In fact, it's strengthened with a death toll. And if you read the West Bank, which is if you think of Israel, kind of like shaped like Mr. Peanut, is the way you know a north-south run, and on the side towards the water is is Gaza. On the other side is the West Bank. And so Israel, that's where Mr. Peanut kind of thins down in the middle. But Gaza's not big. Uh, Gaza is, I don't know, I think it's like 25 or 27 miles long and, I don't know, five miles wide. That's not much. And all of these people are packed in there and, you know, people are going to die. And so the world now goes after everybody. And the other part of this, which I really find interesting, is the rise of anti-Semitism in this country as well as Europe. I mean, it's like what happened to the Japanese. If, if you think about history, the, Jap- the, uh, the, you know, the, the Empire of Japan attacks Pearl Harbor. And although th- those men and women and children who were, they were called the Nisei, the second generation, uh, they were extremely loyal to this country. In fact, it's the legendary 4-4 deuce that, that goes to Europe. It's all, every one of those guys, practically every one of them, was a Japanese soldier. I think one of the most highly decorated units of the Second World War. But they put those people in camps. They rounded them up. General DeWitt and the governor at the time was Warren Harding. Warren Harding was uh, Earl Warren. Come on, Peter. And Earl Warren was the governor of California when the proclamation came down to round up Japanese. A sidebar to that, a lot of people don't know, they also rounded up some Germans and rounded up some Italians too, but not to the extent that they did to the Japanese. So the Japanese end up, you know, in Wyoming, different different camps. And in many ways, you know, you have this internal enemy. So, and they weren't. So inside of all of this lies what? Um, I, I don't see any. I don't. I don't see how this can end. And each and every time, someone in in Gaza is killed. And as we used to read about, they called they called it the two for one sale. I kill you. Your father, your brothers, your cousins are going to come back and kill me. So I kill one. And the same thing happened in Afghanistan. That that was, again, the stupid. Once again, George Bush shouldn't even be mentioned. But what they did is they had a huge two-for-one sale. And it goes on. So the uh, the death toll in Gaza, I don't know what's, what would be the even accurate number simply because how, you know, they portray it. But coming back to this, um, the unprecedented rise in anti-Semitic incidences in the United States of America since October the 7th skyrockets. And so this is, again, back to the notion, well, these are Japanese. They just attacked Pearl Harbor, even though they were born in this country, and they love America. It doesn't matter because they're Japanese. Is it? That or is it, again, you know, you're Jewish and so subsequently you're obviously 
you know, an Israeli, obviously a Zionist, obviously responsible for what's taking place right now in, in Gaza. And it, obviously, it's the same thing, you know, round the Japanese up. Why? Well, the Japanese just attacked Pearl Harbor. They're to blame for it. And so they went into the camps. So these un- unprecedented rise in anti-Semitic incidences, according to my reading last night, more than 2,000 incidences have been reported in our country since the Hamas massacre. It is a 337% increase. And since the uh, Hamas attacks in Israel on October the 7th, the anti-Semitic incidences have reached, and even in Europe, it's, it's worse. And again, if you read Drudge this morning, they broke up a, a ring of um, people from that part of the world living in Europe, getting ready to begin to attack. Uh, so how do you do this, and what do you do with this? Back to the wall again. Pete, what is unclear about what Netanyahu stated war aims? Historically, the Israelites have met their war aims. But this is, this is I, I think, with respect, I think it's a great text. Uh, 48, 48 was the, the, the war for, again, creation of the state. A 67 war, there's Passover war, there's Suez crisis, I mean, there's uh, invasion of Lebanon stuff. It, it just goes on. But this is, now they're in Gaza. And the world has gone and is going the other way. The uh, courts in Netherlands are ruling today. There's all these different things happening. And if you if you read this, um, this does not bode well for the Israelis. And how does how does Netanyahu somehow try and make this right? And I don't think I I I, I don't believe that he, he will remain in office. But he's now a wartime leader. Wartime presidents or wartime leaders are quite different than peace in a time of peace or a time of tranquility. But when you get a wartime leader. Uh, if you look historically, um, Lincoln was a great wartime leader. FDR was a great wartime leader. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was horrible. Richard Nixon was, uh, there's not words. George Bush and Dick Cheney, the only thing that would ever make Nixon look good would be George Bush and Dick Cheney. So what is the aim of this war? And they got to be sitting and asking themselves, here we are on the 70th day. How much longer does it go? And with Biden, and again, you wonder, Joe, remember Joe's great line, I just want to go to bed. But he's the president of the United States, arguably the POTUS. Um, He said on Tuesday that Israel is losing support over its indiscriminate bombing of Gaza and that Netanyahu should change. And it's a rift in the relationship of the country. To the wall again, we talked about this earlier, 90% of Palestinians support Hamas. A terrorist organization there should not be, should, should not be no two-state solution. In fact, again, this is something that seems to raise the ire of people. Historically, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. 
Michael Collins. I can always come back to Michael Collins. Uh, we could put down a list of people. Look what the British would have done had they gotten their hands on John Adams or gotten their hands on General Washington. Thomas Jefferson, things would have been so much different because how the British saw them. And they were you know, opposed to the crown. They were all these terrible things that they were. But to us, they certainly, um, people like John Adams to me or General Washington, President Washington, they're revered. So how we see them versus how they see them. Remember, I mean, overwhelmingly, the, the German people supported Adolf Hitler. Italians with Benito Mussolini. Uh, I, it's, it's, you know, one of the things, again, that's been said by people and written by people that no, no war philosophically and oftentimes physically, that the most significant thing is to know the enemy. And I think that was lost on so many American presidents. They had no idea, and the, the notion we're going to take a break, come back and take calls, the idea that, and if you read Johnson, read, read Carnot's books, um, Johnson actually believed that he could, he could deal with Ho Chi Minh or uh, Lee Duck To or any of the leaders, Yap, that he could... He could negotiate with them like he's doing for a senator in Nevada to build a dam or to put in power grids or to whatever Lyndon Johnson would do. And he actually believed that he could do that with Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh, he is thinking 160 degrees the other way. He, he is, and again, for some, you look at this stuff and, so, ah, it is your turn. It's a, it's a, it really is a mixed bag. 52, the high today, 58 on Saturday, 60 on Sunday. Dick Wadham's coming up. I want to talk about Rudolph Giuliani with him as well. It is your turn back tomorrow at 9, 303 1971 Morning, everybody. The 15th of December, 10 days before Christmas, 2023. Peter Boyle's working for George Brockler. I'm back here tomorrow at 9 uh, for our Saturday morning show. 710 KNUS Weather Center weather. It's a good one. 52, the high today. Tomorrow, 58, get back on a motorcycle. And 60 on Sunday, 303-696-1971. Dick Wadhams on the other side talking about, again, watching internally the... uh, the outliers in the Republican Party. And I'm going to bring up Ju- Rudolph Giuliani and watching that, just sadness, absolute sadness. But where's his future? Um, and the other thing I think that's so important to talk about is why this is taking place in the first place. What is the, what is the, the war about? And again, if you take any major conflict. Well, a fellow brought World War II up. World War II, the, the, the so-called good war, which truly it was, if there is such a thing as a good war, uh, World War II certainly fills, fills, fills that, the, is the answer to that, is there a good war? Yes. The American Civil War um, to reunify the nation. So it was a good war. It was horrible, but it was a good war. Uh, World War One, no. 
Uh, Southeast Asia, no. Uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, of course not. But we walk into these things. So if you read the history of the world, and there's things that just clash, there's been the Shoah in Europe. But prior to that was Balfour Declaration. We've been over it many times. What happens to the Arabs under the British? But the Balfour Declaration, Arthur Balfour, say that again, Peter. Arthur Balfour was his the Home Secretary, and he made the deal with uh, Leon Rothschild uh, for money to, to give the declaration for the return. And here we go again. So after the after the Second World War, in the Third World, particularly places where the French were the Imperials or the British were, or even the losers were as well, and they would use troops from India, from Pakistan, uh, from sub-Saharan Africa. And when these men get back home, and the same thing happened here in the South. When a black American GI came back after he helps liberate Europe and he knows he can't walk in there and have a, have a drink in that bar, then things change. So we'll come back with Dick. It's, um, the world is turning against Israel. So why? We'll pick that up again. 303-696-1971. I'm Peter Boyles for Brockler. Stay right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.